Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from the year 1955. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know, from this classic Hollywood podcast, Noir. If this is your first time listening, we don't always talk like this. That's true, but today, we're taking it back old school, just like this episode of Monk, which originally aired in black and white, and we're going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So me and Candace, just like classic 1950s fashion, have some candy cigarettes with us today just trying to come back on the real stuff yeah going going cold turkey also you must know i've seen every episode of monk i'm a huge fan started watching it about 2007 and for the most part watched it as it aired. i've seen the pilot episode and those we've done on the show and a few scattered here and there in different seasons so if you're ready to start the show toby take it away here's what happened Okay, wait, we can actually talk normal now. Wow. That was that was dramatic. I feel like I was I was in the nineteen fifties. I, I mean know. that's where you know me from, so yeah. obviously I was. In case you it. didn't get that, uh we're going to be doing our transitions in the way this episode is formatted. Black and white film noir. Yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, I might just dip a little bit into, you know, some old some old timey fashion talking. Talking um, like Sharona. <laughs> Sure, <laughs> exactly the way that she talks, but I'm also not sure how they actually talked back then. So, I, I I got you, I got you. Okay, so Mr. Monk and the Leper, season five, episode ten. Here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see Monk meeting a mysterious man in a dimly lit bar. The hidden man, Derek Bronson, explains how he's been out of the country for seven years, and everyone, including his wife, has presumed him dead. But now that his estate will be probated soon, he would like Monk to break into his house to retrieve some old letters between he and a mistress in order to spare his wife. Monk is suspicious of the tasks and motives, but then the man reveals the reason for his disappearance, his severe case of leprosy. Next, we see Natalie convincing Mr. Monk to take the case, which begins with them breaking into a home using a map, along with the security code. When the wife, Mandy Bronson, catches them, they must explain everything and she insists on seeing her husband. During their meeting, it is mentioned that in the upcoming probate, she's going to lose everything if Derek doesn't attend the meeting. He refuses to show himself in public, so he asks Monk to be a witness during the hearing. Monk agrees and the wife does secure the estate with his help. However, we now know that the wife is up to no good when we see her kill a man who resembles the leper, so we know the leper is a phony. Monk realizes he's been played when he remembers that the security keypad he used to get in the house was made in 2003. But Bronson had been gone for years before that, so he couldn't have known the code. The real Derek Bronson was killed by his wife all those years ago. But after seven years, he would be declared legally dead and she would be left with nothing. So she got a fake Derek to pretend to be a leper, hire Monk and use his reputation and his severe phobias to prove that Derek was alive knowing Monk would never take a closer look. Natalie and Monk go to further investigate Mandy by breaking back into her house, but are caught while discovering the fake leper's dead body in a hot air balloon. They try to take off in the balloon, but Bronson shoots it down. Luckily, Lieutenant Disher comes to the rescue and takes her down in the end. I did that. I did the whole... I mean, I kind of did the accent for that. I liked it. That was... I started off normal, and then I just kind of <laughs> eased into it. <laughs> Lieutenant Disher comes to a rescue at the end. So that was Mr. Monk and the Leper. Um, Candace, what did you like about this episode? Just to, you know, kind of reiterate it so that you're, like, not thinking, what are these weirdos doing today? We know this episode was originally aired in black and white. And then I believe, if I'm not mistaken... How they introduced this was to have Tony Shalhoub talk about in the beginning and kind of show you, you know, that your television set's not broken. We filmed this and aired this in black and white, so here we go. Mm-hmm. And then I believe at the end of the black and white version, they had Jason Gray Stanford and Ted Levine coming on in the end, and they are in black and white, and then they turn themselves back into color 
and they say, okay, now we're going to show you the color inversion. And then after you watch both of them, go to this website, the USA Network website for Monk, and vote on which version you like the best, color or black and white. So that's kind of how... Um, that's kind of how this came about, I didn't right? Know that. That's how it aired. So just to kind of give you a little feel for what we're doing, we're basically doing this episode in black and white. Yeah, that's why that's why we talk like that in the, in the beginning. Yeah, we're talking in black yeah. and white. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get out of it, but for now, it's this is nice and easy. So. Just like you can talk in cursive, like I'm talking in cursive <laughs> right now. You can I've, talk in black and white. I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> talk in cursive. You see how my letters are just curling up, <laughs> talking in courts. And... <laughs> okay, yeah, so let's start with Natalie's new car, question mark. Oh, there's she a lot of Natalie in this. There is a lot of Natalie, a lot. I also wanted Natalie. to update everyone that I, I I also watched The Billionaire Mugger, and it's it's really good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, A lot of Nat going on, including her new car, like Candace said, and Nat goes out for the first time ever. Right. And within like three seconds, is making out with the leopard. She is. It was. It it was. It's interesting because it was a little out of character as far Natalie. as. Um, and obviously, you say not out of character because, obviously, people kiss. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's more of like, oh goodness, like they're showing this. Like I'm not used to seeing Natalie and like the, this. And, and then she went back to Natalie and like. Yeah. Had to give her back to... Which I, it was It was obviously because to set up the her kissing the leper. Yeah. Right? But also, again, you've got to look at it. If something's a little bit off, you could always just play it as, well, it's the film noir. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're getting steamy in the car. And yeah. it's black and white. And, you know, so... I do want to see the leper again. Because he seemed nice. Yes. And he's one of my he's the guys. Hey. Mm, hey. <laughs> All right, let's go. Monk is free whenever he shakes the hand of the leper, right? And then they go back to his apartment, and he's freaking out. And Natalie's like, Mr. Monk, you need to calm down. You're overreacting. It's just, he's not contagious. He's just a man. And Monk's like, you know what? You're right. This is the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to me. <laughs> I shook hands with a leper, and I survived. I'm free. And then there's the crooked pot behind him. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he fixes the handle. And he's like, okay, now I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) This is a like and dislike. Randy's acne as a kid. It's a funny joke, but it's also like the doctor looks really young in it, in the show. I don't know. That's just me. He doesn't. That's not like a plot hole. I don't know. He just looks like it, though. Because like how if he looks young, how would he have been a doctor and treated Randy when he was 15. Like 10 When years he ago. looks like he's the same age as them. That's like at least 30 years ago. Wait. What, no. Like 20 no. years ago. Randy's yeah. like the same age as Monk, right? Mm, I would a say he, I would say he's like the same age as Natalie, who's dating a guy. So if they're dating, you know what I mean? If they're dating someone who's the yeah. same age, how would he have treated him when he was 15? Plot holes in the 1950s. <laughs> 1950 time warp <laughs> it's before the plot hole section um i have randy's acne also i like it's funny how natalie teases him she's like not funny in like a haha way but funny in a this is really gonna embarrass him way uh-huh <laughs> it was cute also monk's like run i'm like the car natalie because he's trying to get away from the leper who he just shook hands with he's like we need to get home we need to get home and natalie's like new car i'm sorry mr monk i can't open it it must be the button. It's jammed. And he's like, it's okay. I'll run home. And so he takes off around the corner, and she's like, Mr. Monk, I got it. I got it. Come back. He's like, I'm already gone. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I got it. He's running away. Also, the Randy acne thing. I don't know if you had this, but when he rips the photo off the wall. That was, oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. There was a, definitely some continuity issues there, but he, he's like trying to pull it off. And then finally he's like, and just rips the whole thing <laughs> off the wall. That's pretty funny. And then when he's talking to the doctor, and he's the doctor's like, yeah, I'll go with you. And he's like, yeah, we'll go in separate cars. <laughs> he's like, I'm not contagious, Lieutenant. He's like, I, I know, I know. That's not what I was talking about. Yeah, that's a like for me, just everyone, like, even though they know that it's not contagious, just being like, 
ugh, towards the leper. Yeah. And also, how Julie isn't phased by the leper at all. Yeah, they have... I like that moment at the end. Someone we were watching it with said, oh, that was kind of awkward. And I was like, no, it's supposed to be sweet. Because it's like from a child's point of view, like, wow, these adults are real mature about this. Like, I've heard a lot about you and... I know you're a leper, and I also understand you're not contagious, so I'm going to shake your hand and not think anything of it. And then the guy seems really touched by it, too, because he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, do you have any more? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Um, you go. So we see Monk thinks he can catch germs through the phone. Oh. <laughs> Does that ring any bells? No. Another time where he thinks he can catch germs through the phone or through technology? Oh my gosh. Yeah, remember? He thinks he can catch germs through the computer. Same thing. And Mr. Monk shelters in place. He's on a Zoom call with everyone. All the gang. Wow. That's some foreshadowing right there. For real. I didn't think that was going to happen. <gasps> that's so I just thought, I was like, oh, that's weird. We, you know, we just saw that, obviously. That's so, so I thought that was. I thought that was interesting. An awesome, awesome, awesome. This is so cool. Um, they're they're checking out like a pianoist who looks like the the her husband because she hired the pianist to fake be her husband, right? And and he's a piano in his like house, I think it was, or it might have been his apartment mm-hmm. or something. And the Captain Stottlemyre and Randy are checking out the place, and Randy and Stottlemyre walking in. He's like, "Hey, want some background music?" And he's like. Sure, Randy, just do your job. And Randy plays a little tune, just like, I don't know, from out of his head, and he just plays it. And it's the old theme song, the one that we use at the end of the podcast. So cool. It's it's cooler when you watch it, because it's just, like, unexpected, and you're like, <gasps> what? Yeah, because you hear it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. I do like that. I have Monk and Natalie sleuth mode. The latter scene where, the, well, I mean, the whole part, they're they're in, like, you know, black the whole time. Because uh-huh. they're, like, have their hoodies, and that's just really cute just in itself, right? So total sleuth mode. But the latter scene is really cute when they Natalie puts the ladder up, and then they're like, up you go, okay. So then, uh-huh. so then she goes over the ladder and jumps down. And Monk's like, okay, Natalie, now... How like how are you gonna hold the ladder? Wait, how am I gonna do this? I'm scared. Like, come back, help or something. And then she comes around the other side through the gate, and he's because he's like yelling, and then he's like, wait, whoa, how'd you do that? She's standing there. Like, I use the gate. He's like, oh, okay, so hold the ladder. She's like, no, Mister Muff, use the gate. I thought that was cute. That's all I have. Okay, so then we do like I said, we have another up you go moment, uh-huh. which was reminiscent from. Do you remember which episode? Like, up you go, no, up you go. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a sewer or something. Dang, I'm really I'm really striking out on this. You are. Swinging a miss. Jeez. The basketball episode. What? They're in the locker room. <gasps> yeah. Ah, oh, they want to climb on top of the locker to see it's, if there's anything up mm-hmm. there. It's, l- it's Latin, meaning up you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Also, I feel like a lot of the best moments, right? This is it's sort of like the garbage strike one where he's at a heightened kind of sense the whole time of like, I'm in garbage. Like, I shook hands with a leper. This mm-hmm. entire case is about a leper. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So there was a lot of crazy moments sprinkled throughout that were actually really great moments. And so like just a little one where... Monk at the very beginning, he's talking to Natalie and she's like, Mr. Monk, you have to take this case. And he's like, Natalie, let me explain something to you. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then another time, whenever they're meeting the doctor at his office, right, to get Mm -hmm. their expert opinion about leprosy. And he's like, well, how bad is the leprosy? Is it is it full blown? And Monk's like, yes. Mm hmm. Yep. Yes, yes, full, like full, full-blown, full full-blown. It's so funny. And then this was kind of like, it's not a dislike, but it's just so cringy when they're sitting at the bar the next time 
where he agrees to take the case and he agrees to get to talk to the leper again. Uh And they're sitting four booths apart. And then the leper starts coming towards him and he's just squirming and like... Yeah. And he's twitching and then the leper just gets really close and he like sits next to him or something and Monk's just... I I don't even know what the leper was doing because I was just watching him. The leper sits down across from him and Monk's like just petrified with fear. And... And he's like, come on, Mr. Monk, I need this. I'm reaching Which, out to you. And he puts out his hand, and Monk's like, oh, just take, uh, it's, uh, I'll do it, I'll do it, just take away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then they shake, they they nod on it. Yeah, they nod on it. And then later on, he's like, Natalie, I nodded on it. <laughs> okay, and then my last thing, I can't believe that you did not write this down. Monk's amazing memory, when he's trying to prove... Oh, that was so cool. Do you remember that? Yeah. So this was the scene where he was trying to basically establish his credibility with the judge so that the judge would believe that he had, in fact, saw Derek Bronson, right? That he was alive. Uh So the judge tests him and says, turn around and asks, describe my shirt. And he says, which one? He's like, what? What do you mean? Which one? He's like, well, your shirt or the one that your stenographer is wearing. And he's like, that is your shirt, right? You cut yourself shaving, and she has a little spot of blood <laughs> on her collar. And that girl's face, she's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say one word. She just keeps typing. <laughs> like she's she's uh-huh. she's keeping record of Monk talking about her. I love it. And he's like, and. You you guys are having an affair because her, she's wearing your shirt. Those couch cushions are turned backwards. <laughs> and she's missing an earring, which is right here. <laughs> and she also has her blouse sticking out of her suitcase. <laughs> and the judge is like, okay, I will grant this. <laughs> so Monk's amazing memory. That was, I love that scene. I love, I love, love, I love, love that love, one. Love, love, love That's so good. Oh, oh, I almost missed this one. Julie is the babysitter. That, that is scene so is so good. That's so cute. Mr. Monk walks in, sees Julie making French fries, <sighs> and he's like, Julie, I promise your mom no junk food. And she's like, really? Are you sure that you're watching me? And he's like, yes. And she's like, are you getting paid? And he's like, yes. And she says, how much? And he's like, "I. that's between me and your mom. And she's like, I'm getting paid $8 an hour. He's like... Eight dollars. <laughs> he says eight dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I guess he's getting about ten bucks. Yeah. For the whole night, <laughs> which is so funny to think about because it's it's almost a little like sad because you're like, oh, I thought he was just like kind of a part of the family, and so they were just like, yeah, he was just like watching her. But then it makes more sense. Like, he's like, okay, Natalie, I'll do you this favor and watch Julie for 10 bucks. Because 10 bucks isn't a lot to, like, watch someone's kid, you know? Yeah. So then it's like, okay, well. But then Julie's like, yeah, no. I need $8 an hour to watch Mr. Buck. <laughs> I understand you. I got you, Julie. You're I got disrespectful. you. disrespectful. All right. I am done now. What, are you, what did you dislike? I really didn't have that many. So do you want to go first or do you have that many? Monk runs from the leper. Which is weird. Like, mid-conversation. Oh, okay, yeah. Which, I mean, he's not even a leper. My first one is Natalie the hypocrite. (gasps) Yeah. Compassion comes smashing. For real. She was drinking that Listerine like it was going out of style. That was nasty. That was. You can't do that. That's alcohol. (laughs) I mean, you can drink alcohol, but you're not supposed to drink that. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, and then, she keeps calling him my leper. Yeah! <laughs> she told Mr. Monk to stop calling him the leper. Mr. Monk, I really wish you quit calling name. him the leper. He has a name. Like, <laughs> he has a name. And then later and she's like, stealing. not your leper, my leper. My leper or your leper? Yeah. <laughs> she called him that a few times. Your leper isn't real. <laughs> your leper wasn't even real. My leper was real. And I kissed him. And I stuck it. Oh, you weren't sticking your tongue down his throat. <laughs> Uh, poor Randy. What, his acne? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor insecure Randy. <laughs> that is kind of sad that you would, like, 
post people's acne. I guess, I feel like is that, that's something you have to ask. It's like, would you yeah. mind if I shared your testimonial with other people? Because that's kind of a sensitive subject for some people. Like, No, I, I don't. I, I hate it. myself like that. Like, why would I? Yeah, and he's just Which like, obviously Randy did. So it's like. And the fact that Natalie was like, hey, you know, Randy Disher. He's like, oh, yeah, he was my patient. I was like, hmm, confidentiality? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just rude. I like the murder mystery, right? Like the whole Hollywood noir, right? Uh-huh. But I even like reading the summation out loud, it was like very like, it was very like Mysterioso, like old timey, old fashioned. Um, uh, basically, I feel like it went a little uh, weird for me. I don't know how to explain it, but just a little like off the rail whenever they added the hot air balloon. And so everything yeah. was very, like, you know what I mean? Everything was very old fashioned and, like, in keeping with the kind of old-style, old-school theme. And very, like, smoky, whatever. And then it turned you know, into a regular monk episode. Yeah, with the, hot, with the hot air balloon. Which I think, if, I mean, I feel like maybe there is some type of, you know, criteria of, like, mm-hmm. a Hollywood film noir. Where at the end there's, like, a big climax of the episode or the movie. And there's some type of big chase or something like that. But I just felt like the hot air balloon was very random. And, and like this lady is like, I don't know. She's like a hired assassin or whatever, you know, like not hired assassin, but like a trained assassin. And she has a hot air balloon on her launch pad. You know what I mean? It's just something really random. Like I would believe more that she had like a helicopter or something or a private jet, you know what I mean? To show like, Oh, I'm rich. So I'm going to have this extravagant thing, and that thing is a hot air balloon? Yeah. Also, Monk and Natalie are, like, trying to get away from the lady because she has a gun, right? And they're like, oh, we can't run that way. We can't run this way. Let's take the hot air balloon, which, no, it would have been way quicker if you just took off in the hills. Monk's a marathon runner. So, like. Yeah, that's true. He's quick. You're getting into some more plot holes, I think. He got here. he got some shoes from from what's his name? What, what, I watched that episode today as what, well. Mwabe, Tande Mwabe or something. Ta- like that. Tande, yeah, Mojave, I think. Yeah. He got some shoes <laughs> straight from him. So my next thing would be basically the fact that Monk's phobias are being used against him and his reputation, right? So. He feels bad for this woman. He feels bad for this leper. Against all of his innermost beings, mm-hmm. he does not want to help this leper. But he and Natalie together are like, okay, fine. I'll reach out to him. And then he helps the lady. And they're just scamming him the whole time. And they're using his reputation. Like that yeah. judge. Like that. Like as good as that scene is where he's like, oh, your amazing memory. That's awesome. You're like... But he's getting duped and somebody's using him and saying like that actually goes against his credibility because he didn't take a closer look at this leper. So, I mean, kind of that's his fault. But, you know, I just don't I like it was just something obviously it's that's a little whatever, but it's an overarching theme like he's being used. Easily manipulated. But I mean, I guess him and Natalie, at least it wasn't like oblivious monk. That would have been real sad. It was like. Just Monk, and he was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and maybe, like, if Natalie's like, you know, Mr. Monk, could you, I don't think you should do this. It's not the right thing. And he's like, no, Natalie, I have to. It was kind of like, oh, I don't really want to, but okay, I will. And That then, would have been sad if it if he was like, I have to. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. That's true. And then, and then they would have turned on him. <gasps> that would have been good. We should write the episodes. <laughs> We're going to write our own Hollywood film noir. <laughs> we already are. I know. We're basically, we're balling. Okay. Um, weird jazz music in the bar. I hated that. What? Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess that set the tone if you were watching black and white, but me and Candace watched it on Amazon. So, no, it wasn't black and white. It was just straight up color. So, there was just weird jazz music randomly. Hmm. I guess I didn't really notice that. Well, wait till you hear all these transitions, and then we'll see. I know. And then we'll see. We worked real hard on this, guys. I'm just saying, you're you're judging their jazz music, and then we'll let the listeners judge your 
That's true. Jazzy new. Never sounds. mind. Their jazz music was great. <laughs> Just like mine. Okay, my last thing is there was a lot of stunt doubles in this episode and a lot of continuity errors in this episode. And it doesn't really bother me in general because, it, I mean, I love the show. It doesn't really bother me. It's just something I noticed. Uh-huh. There was a few times Natalie had a stunt double and it was really noticeable. <gasps> and then Monk's, oh, you noticed Monk's. Oh, Monk and Natalie in the... In the hot air balloon. And then, like, when Natalie falls out of the hot air balloon and when Natalie's carrying the ladder, it's not her either. And then there's, like, a continuity error where she's, like, putting up the ladder and then the next cut is her drinking the Listerine. And then there's another continuity error where Randy is pulling off his picture and then he pulls it off and he pulls the sheetrock off and you can see the exposed brick and then the next scene, it's back on the wall. The sheetrock isn't gone. So there's just like, I, I, I actually remember when we watched this episode, I remembered those errors before they even happened. I remembered those errors more than I remembered the show. Mm-hmm. So, which was nice because the mystery wasn't like ruined, you know, for me or whatever. But again, I was like, I remember this part. There's something wrong with that wall. I don't remember this part. There's a lot of stunt doubles. So again, it doesn't normally bother me, but this one, I actually remembered that. And so I was like, yeah, it's kind of a big, it's kind of a big one, you know, if they do it that many times and so often. So yeah, that's my last thing. Again, I love it. I don't care. That, yeah. Just an observation. He's the guy. That was lame. Ugh. We didn't work on that one. Yeah, we didn't work on that one. Get ready for this, these next ones, okay? All right, go for it. Um, He's the guy. I have something to say. So me and my padre, we're, we're watching some rookie, right? It's it's all right, okay? I, I don't have too many opinions on the show, but... Rookie, it's all right. John Nolan, rookie. That's basically the premise of the show. He's old. He's a rookie. No one respects him. Okay? Not important. So on the commercials... This is dying. So on the commercials, we're watching, we're watching. Boring old commercials. But wait. On the TV, Ted Levine. Dad, Dad, rewind, rewind. What the heck was that? That was kept out of my rewind, right? Ted Levine is on The Alienist. I don't know the plot of it. I don't know what the heck is going on with it. But he's on The Alienist. And he's shown for like half a second. And I recognized it. That's right. Very nice catch. Very nice catch. I love those flashes on the screen where nobody else even like notices. Uh And you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. I got it. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And also, so I'm assuming The Alienist is a new show coming out. I think so. Okay. I, w- I would assume so if it was on a current show, right? It was mm-hmm. like The Rookie's on ABC. Oh, no, it wasn't It wasn't even The Rookie. It was Snowpiercer. Have you seen that? Mm-mm, I don't know what that is. So it's, okay, it's not, this isn't important. Not important. Not important. It's not important, but it, it's about this train, and it's like in the future, and, and everything like in the earth is like frozen, so they got to stay on the train because the train is the only thing heated, and it runs on, no one knows what it runs on, but but there's like like, lower class in the back of the bus. I'm sure somebody who's listening has watched Snowpiercer. Is this on ABC also? I think so. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that. It's, because there was, there was already a movie about it with Chris Evans. Interesting. I know, um, right? So you have a He's the Guy. Um, I that only have one, one, so I'm probably going to steal yours. Do you want to just say it? Yeah. Okay. So, on The Arrow, CW, Black and White Canary, who are just characters on the show, like superheroes. Laurel Lance. Who's also a black canary, right? Her dad is the leper. Who is Quentin Lance. And he's like the police captain or something. He is Paul Blackthorne. It's his real name. He played Dr. Polanski in the episode. Oh. Right? So he's on Arrow. And then, of course, if you watch Arrow, he's also... On all the like crossovers, yeah, like Flash, Supergirl, he's a pretty Legends. prominent episode. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty prominent character. Yeah, and um, he also he has an accent in this episode, which is way out of left field. I don't know why they made him have that. Right? Do you, you don't know why? No, because he's English. He's not American. No. <laughs> yeah, 
You can oh, trust me, if you watch if you rewatch Arrow, no no offense to Paul Blackthorne, but, but you you can tell. Mm-hmm. He kinda has like a grumble like a grumble to his voice and oh, sometimes no. you can it kinda slips out just a little bit. You can tell. You can you mean you can just tell he's not American. But still good I actor. couldn't. <laughs> no. We of course we already talked about this, but his little moment with Julie was great. And I'm trying to contribute every way that I can, obviously, uh-huh. to this. He's the guy. Uh-huh. But get this. You'll, you'll, you'll thank me later. Fun fact. Trailer Howard, actually, because the creator of the show knew that she was going to have to make out with this guy, which she doesn't really do, right? He was like, well, you get to make out with the guy, so you get to pick the guy. So she actually picked Paul Blackthorne. To be her maker out buddy. <laughs> and she, she didn't know him, but she just picked him. I don't know. Maybe they had like a few choices or something. They didn't say specifically how, but I thought that was a cute thing where she's like, oh yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> that is. I'm sure that's a rare she was married, choice or opportunity. So she was married. That'd be so and I'm pretty sure she's, she was married, but when, why wouldn't you just like have your husband? Well, no. Oh, I'm sure her husband's probably not an actor. So, I'm just saying. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly how it went down. Her husband's okay, probably not an actor. Okay, but like, usually it's like, okay, you have to kiss this person. But then it's like, you gotta choose whoever you want to well, kiss. I, that's what I'm saying. I'd like Chris Hemsworth <laughs> right now. Whoever? Okay. Chris Hemsworth was like 14, though. Which Jonas brother <laughs> shall I choose? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jonas Brothers not going to be a the doctor. Jonas Brothers are like 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not old enough to be doctor. Maybe that's where the plot hole comes in. Where they're like, she's like, well, if this guy's treating Randy when he's 15, he's like 60 by now. But I'm not playing that. So I'm just going to get this dude. I don't care how yeah. old he is. And maybe that was part of her criteria. Maybe he had to look a little bit older or something. I don't know. Who knows? How do you pick that? And what an honor if you hear that later. You're like, what? She wanted to make out with me? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now now I can't get one of the Jonas Brothers kissing Natalie out of my head. What? No. They're not kissing Natalie. They're kissing me. (laughs) (laughs) I get to choose, not Natalie. (laughs) This was Would You Rather. Dr. Nick Jonas. If you were Natalie and you got to choose your makeout buddy... Would you rather what, okay, kiss wait. Nick Jonas, Who, wait, which, Joe Jonas, which or wait, Kevin Jonas, <laughs> or weird old guy from Arrow? What? <laughs> I will take Oliver Queen, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be completely honest, people. Nobody's going to get that reference. Oh, they will. So, I mean, some people. Some I have the people. Half some of the people. people. I mean, a lot, Oliver Queen's still a... Comic. We like, only watch Muck, guys. Only watch Muck. <laughs> we, we don't watch The Rookie. We don't watch Snow. We don't watch... Snow. Don't. It's Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Well, I kept, wanting the to, train. I kept wanting to say Snow Patrol. So, that's a band. So Half of our audience will get it. Half of our audience <laughs> won't. This oh, is what happens. Come on, Candace. Are they guys, serious? Guys, this, this is what happens. Okay, let me... This is what happens. <laughs> We only have one. He's the guy. <laughs> I literally had two. You did have two, and I had none. So <laughs> this is what happens when I have no one for he's the guy. <laughs> All heck breaks loose. All right, let's do junk time. Hello? Noah, it's your favorite time of the show. No way. It's junk time. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my favorite time of the show and yours, where me and Candace make really stupid jokes with telephones because it's a 1950s film noir. We actually have... We, we're using real props, people. We are. These are not sound effects. Guys. I own one of those really cool old-time rotary phones. Because so. Candace bought a haunted house. What? what it looks nice now, though. <laughs> she remodeled it. 
Look, you guys have the phone up to your face. Say hi. Say say hi to Natalie Teagers on the line. <laughs> okay, enough of that. She wants to make out with you. <laughs> she wants to make out with you. <laughs> she said you got the part. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's get, wait. Are we doing Would You Rathers? Because I asked last. Yeah, we're, let's do a Would You Rather. Here let's do it. Okay. I'm excited. The age-old question. Would you rather black and white or color? Um, the same question I asked everyone. Here's the thing, Candace. We watched it in color and it was completely fine. That's true. But the thing is, I don't know if it would be cooler if it was in black and white because it had all of the jazz music and stuff. We didn't get to see it in black and white because Amazon had it in color. Yeah. And then we also, we already kind of gave away the bonus disc or the, the disc for our junk mug box yeah. that had it. They, the disc, the DVD set has it in color and black and white, but we only have the color version. We sent away the black and white one. So we could have had it, but we gave it to you guys. So you're welcome. Who did welcome. we give it to? I think we gave it to Chi. Lucky okay. Chi. She gets to watch Jeez, it in black. Chi, what do you got to steal from us all the time? Right, I know. Golly. Um, but I will say this. Back in the day, right, 1955, when I was 12 years old, I had a... <laughs> wait, what? I was like, yep, wait. <laughs> no, but seriously, I had a video iPod, right, when they were hip in 1955, uh-huh, and right. I downloaded this Monk episode from iTunes onto my iPod. It was one of the only ones I had this one on there and Mr. Monk in the Panic Room. So completely like three seasons apart, but I was looking through all the list of episodes on iTunes and these were two that I had never seen before. So I was going um, on vacation. So I put these on my iPod and on vacation, whenever everyone was asleep, I started watching them. And so I did see Mr. Monk and the Leopard originally in black and white. And I was, I wasn't really 12 though. Whenever this came out, I don't know. I don't even know how old I was, but... I didn't like it. I thought the black and white was really distracting, and I didn't understand. But they didn't give you the preface again, right, with the Tony Shalhoub, uh-huh. like, explanation. So, again, if someone doesn't explain to you what's going on, you're just like, why is this episode in black and white? This is weird. And, again, I was young, so I, di- I wasn't into old TV or whatever. The only thing that I like that's old is I Love Lucy. So, you know, to me, it was very, like, I don't get this. I don't know what's happening. Uh-huh. But now, as an older person, I appreciate it. I get it. I love it. And I do wish that we had got to see it in black and white. But, yeah, that's just my little throwback story. So I actually did see the episode of black and white on my video iPod. Also, it doesn't help when your screen's like three inches tall. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Dang. Is that all you have for junk time? Well, we didn't answer the question yet. So I prefer color I'll with go- with preface black and white, but on Amazon, I'm sure they wouldn't have put the preface. So, yeah, I, I, I think I'd go black and white just just for the heck of it. It's Jeez. something different. It's something fun. Well, what if? OK, no, no, no. Uh, well, I'm changing the question on Amazon. Would you rather have it black and white forever or color forever? Black and white. Really? Yeah. OK, I would like it color. Okay, so you know how I said we sent away the black and white version, right? On the disc, right? Okay, but on that disc, there was a commentary episode of Mr. Monk and the Leper in black and white with the creator, Andy Breckman. I think there was maybe another writer or two there. I had Tony Shalhoub, Trailer Howard, Jason Gray Stanford, Ted Levine. I had the woman who played Mandy Bronson Mm -hmm. on there, right? So, I watched that before I sent it off, and I have some fun facts from that commentary. That's how I knew about Trailer getting to pick Paul as her makeout buddy, right? Wow. I read that they did did do their research a little bit for the leper episode, because, you know, they probably weren't leper experts. Yeah. But they did say that they took liberties with the allergen, how... He says that he's allergic to the medicine 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because they said, you wouldn't have known that. They, well, they said that they basically made that up. Dang it. That, like, somebody would be allergic to it so they wouldn't be cured of it because they couldn't take the medicine. So they said they kind of played loose with that. What? They actually didn't decide to shoot this episode in black and white until their third day of shooting. So it wasn't even written or created, really. I knew it. Because at the beginning, it's not... Black and whitey. I mean, I guess it is. I think what what they basically were... I think were they probably ex- did the middle first. What they were explaining what happened was they... I think they did film the first one. And then when they got to the parking garage, they were like, yeah, this just has that feel. And so they had somebody like on the spot, I guess, change the... Change it, like desaturate the colors out of it. And so they saw it in black and white and they were like, yeah, let's do it. So it was, it already, it was written, it wasn't written in black and white in mind, but it was still written in that way. And then they decided to shoot it in black and white later. Next, we have the villain, right? Who, Mandy uh-huh. Bronson, she was on there and she was explaining how she has actually used a gun quite a bit in other movies and stuff that she's been in, but she wanted to portray like a true psychopath when she shoots her husband, or when she shoots the pianist uh-huh. with, you know, in cold blood. So she said, I'd never fired a gun and not blinked before. So I wanted to show how, like, sociopathic I was by shooting this gun without blinking. And so the prop guy helped me. And once I became more familiar with the props and the gun, I was able to fire without blinking. And so I was like, wow, really? that's some really good work. Um, let's see. Me. What's next? Oh, they talked about them playing homage to Jeff Beale with the uh, piano playing, uh, right? Did it, did it, so I thought it was cool after all, how all those years that, you know, it's been four seasons. They and they're still, still like, do 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 I thought that was really nice. They did, Jason Gray Stanford, he confirmed that the photo, when he was going to pull it off, it was supposed to come off the first time that he pulls it. But... They it was supposed to be just a little uh, bit more difficult for him to take it off. So you're supposed to struggle just a little bit and then pull it off. But they had nailed it so much to the wall that it wouldn't come off. And so then they just kept doing takes where he was trying to pull it off and couldn't. And then finally he does like rip it off. And then then the last scene, I guess, that they filmed, the, he rips the wall off. And that's the take that they ended up using. That's why that's you see crazy. So that's why you see some other cuts of it in a continuity error where the sheetrock is there, even though he ripped it off, because they Whoa. use that as the funny part. And then later, they, when they pieced it back together, they used another scene to do that. So yeah, it, the, it, was, cool. it was supposed to come off the wall. <laughs> that, I knew it. Uh, they also acknowledged the hot air balloon doubles. Yeah, it looked really bad. And because Tony was like, oh gosh, he's like 25 years younger than yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, they, they acknowledged that and trailer acknowledged he's that. Like, oh, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> so that was funny. And then the last thing is that they worked backwards from, they knew that they wanted Monk to deny the hand of the leper mm-hmm. saving his life. So they had that in mind and then they worked backwards from how do we get Monk off the side of this cliff? But yeah, also he said that Paul was pulling his arms so hard to pull him up off the cliff that he was like in really bad pain. He was like almost like pulling his shoulder out because he was like bending his arm backwards the wrong way. And that he that scene took like so long and he said it hurt really bad. Jeez, trailer, freaking Natalie. Choosing Paul. I know. <laughs> but I'm sure Tony was a good sport and he didn't say anything. So that's why it happened. Uh, you know? But, yep, that's it for Junk Time. Pilates. That's right. That's right. Good job, Tony. Toby. To- Should we fire Toby and hire a Tony? <laughs> or we could just call him Tony and not care that his name is Toby. And then he's just, like, always upset about but it. But he never like, says anything. I don't like when Toby cries. Because it actually makes me kind of sad. No. I, yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. You like to see him in pain and it's not funny, Candace. I'm like Paul. He's feeling. <laughs> Toby, give me your arm. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, oh, Paul's. <laughs> Paul's. Guys, I, Plotties. it works. I, it's it's Plotties now. Or, 
Candace agreed. We had a peace treaty where she would call it plotties for this one special episode. Yay! I don't have any plot holes. Or plotties. Oh, what a day to... What do you want me to do? What a day to have a plotty. Do you have any? What a day to have absolutely no plotties. Shut up, kid, as I try. All right, so my first plotty is hiring Monk. Okay, I know that Monk asked, why are you hiring me? I'm not a thief. I don't break into people's homes. But that was still really fishy, because that was the first thing I thought, was why on earth would you hire the brilliant detective to break into your house? And his excuse was, you're an honest man. You would never stab me in the back. Like, really? That's still not a good reason. Yeah, very fishy. Like, and what would you do? What do you mean stab me in the back? Like... I'll tell your wife, or you owe me more money. Like, I, I guess that might happen, but you're going to give a burglar $25,000 and they're going to do that to you? Probably not. I don't know. Whatever. Facts. And again, it doesn't have to be a burglar. It just has to be somebody else who would do it. Not a criminal, you know? Yeah. Like, it would have to be someone else. I don't know. I don't like that. Also, why wouldn't... He assumed, the the leper or monk, why wouldn't they assume that his wife didn't go through those letters a long time ago? She even says, whenever she confronts monk and Natalie, like, I've known about her Mm -hmm. for years. Like, yeah, because you read the letters. (laughs) So, yeah, I didn't didn't know. Again, the guy's fake. (laughs) So, yeah. obviously, he wouldn't because it's fake, right? He's lying. But Monk wouldn't assume, right? Someone's saying, break into my house to find these letters. I would go, you don't think they've read these letters in seven years? I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. Okay, my next plotty is, I feel like Monk wouldn't 100% confirm someone that he didn't see that closely. Right, so how we talked about his reputation being on the line, and he not lies because he's not lying, but he's like that's I think I do believe that's who I saw, and I'm like okay, but with what certainty do you think that this man was this man when he was covered in boils or whatever leprosy is, and you saw him in a dimly lit bar and a dimly lit parking garage. Like, what's with what percentage of certainty would you say that you had seen this man? Right? Yeah. Even if you were testifying for someone, you'd be like, I do think it was him for what I could tell, but I couldn't be 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Like, Monk literally names things in percentages. It's like, I'm 80 to 85% sure that he killed his wife. So I feel like, I feel like he would never have actually 100% confirmed that. Um, and then also have. Natalie knows how to operate a hot air balloon? Dang, that's true. That's if true. If I hopped into a hot air balloon, I would have absolutely no clue how to turn the fire on or up or higher or like take the weights or whatever and throw them out. And I was I didn't really understand throwing the weights out either because the weights were going to weigh him down in the ocean. So why would taking the weights out make the hot air balloon rise? Yeah. She was going to use the weights just to dip. until she got into the ocean. I did. I, yeah, I didn't get that. So that way there wasn't a floating body. Not because. Yeah, that's dumb. It wasn't to weigh down the hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah. And I then guess my, it also might have weighed down the air balloon though, because there was three of them instead of two, so they had to get rid of some weight. Yeah, but okay. Also, a giant air balloon is changed by fifty pounds of weight. Never mind then, Candace. Jeez. You tried. You tried. I did. Okay, my last plotty is. Randy's photo is the only one that's stuck on that wall. Like, they... No, but that's... You can't do that. Well, but they... Okay, You but can't do that. No. Why? No, I'm not I'm not accepting that Oh, It's been denied by the Plotty um, agency. Plotty police. The... <laughs> plotty... The PVP, the Plotty Popo. Um, because that's for comedic effect, and that goes under um, comedic effect laws. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO laws, Candace. Anyway, so we know that we know that they nailed it on the Stupid wall Candace. harder to make it stay, but 
the other ones were like barely touching and they were flying off the wall. Yeah. And, and his one picture was like glued on there. Candace, that goes under CEL laws. Okay, fine, then I'm done. How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus. Alright, out of 10, what? Out of. Wait. Jeez, Candace. Out of. I literally flipped it over when it was already. Guys, I'm, I'm a putz. I dream of being a putz. Okay. Out of 10. This isn't very creative. Out of 10 hot air balloons. Okay, mine is out of 10 leper scrubbing brushes. Wait, what about what about out of 10 trust knots? Okay, <laughs> that one's cute. I like that one. Out of 10 trust knots. We nodded on it. A, that's right. Okay. Rede- redemption. <laughs> Let's do some crazy moments then. Um, I don't have a lot. I only have one because they all fit under the same thing. Sure. It says in big, bold letters. Every leper moment. Any scene with either of the two lepers, fake or real, is just insanely... Um, but, but uh, if you know they're the leper. Because the doctor, you don't know he's the leper, and it's not very crazy. But every moment with a known leper is crazy. Okay, so the first scene, the liquor license is expired. Oh, uh. that's probably okay. And then he runs out of soap. Oh right? yeah. Is there any soap left in San Francisco? Is what his line yeah. is. And then he's out of soap, so he goes for the kerosene. <laughs> Lightly. He thinks the leper touching the leper is the worst moment mm-hmm. of his life that could ever happen to him. When he's in the office, he is holding his breath. Oh. I actually love that. Okay, His yeah. cheeks are puffed out. That Natalie's like, are you holding your breath? <laughs> <laughs> That's and cute. His, his leprosy was full, full blown. Full, 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 full blown. blown. He sits four booths over from the leper. <laughs> he keeps calling him the leper. When the leper asks him in the parking garage... Mr. Monk, is that, is that you? you? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> this does sound just like that. At the very end, when the leper reaches out for him, he won't grab it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he says, grab my hand or you'll die. <laughs> and Monk's like, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking down. He's looking back up. And then the last, the very, very last scene, it's like, I just mopped the floor and I have a cold. But I also just mopped the floor <laughs> and I have a cold. <laughs> and Lover's like, okay, I got it. So those are all the crazy moments. However, I have my own crazy scale for Natalie and Randy. Ah, uh, makes sense. Because they were... In my opinion, crazier than Monk. Yeah. With the whole leper thing. So I gave Natalie out of 10 bottles of Listerine. And I gave Randy out of 10 acne photos. I gave them seven. Each? Yep. Makes sense. Seven bottles of Listerine and seven acne photos. Seven bottles of Listerine on the wall. Uh, Trailer, how I drink one. Six bottles of Listerine on the wall. Uh, trailer hard drink one. I don't know. More? I don't know. That was pretty clever, though. Yeah. It, it went off a little bit, but I liked it. <laughs> um, so, how many trust nods are you going to give Mr. Monk? Five out of ten. Less than Miss Teeger and Mr. Disher. I gave Mr. Monk five leper scrubbing brushes. Dang. Five trust nods. Yep. I, I feel like, again, for him having to deal with a leper, taking the case of a leper, this is pretty this is pretty average behavior for Monk. Natalie and Randy were much crazier, so they got a seven. Just saying. Yep. That makes sense, yeah. Like, based on how everyone acted, Monk acted the same as everyone else. Mm. So, props to Monk. Yeah. Mm.
rate this episode. All right, Candace, what would you rate this episode out of 10? All right, this episode is better than I remembered it being. Again, okay. OG, saw it on my tiny little iPod in black and white. And so, yeah, it was definitely better than I remembered it being. I thought the fun Hollywood noir was a really fun twist. Also really fun for us to do today on this episode. I thought the mystery was very well thought out. And it was a really big, like, whodunit. Until they showed you whodunit. But um, I believed the leper. I mean, I remember watching it for the first time and really believing that leper. Uh-huh. And, I mean, how do you not think that guy's a leper? Like, just how, right? I really believed the wife and couldn't believe that they were all in on it. So, it kept me guessing. And I really liked that. I am going to rate this episode a 10.8. 8 out of 10. I rated it a 4 out of 10. I'm changing it. Uh, I was in a bad mood when I wrote this, so I'm changing it to a 6 because it's not good. No, it's good, but it's not It's not great. There's like, there's, there's bad, there's terrible, bad, eh, good, great, j- the, jur- the jury one with the with the kid the that one you guys know what i'm talking about it's like my favorite episode of all time there that's that's my top tier but this is this is like good tier because it's not you know it's just above the average that's all i have to say um it was fun though so a six out of ten yeah okay it was fun that's fair yeah i actually couldn't decide if i liked this one better than meets his dad so I gave it the same rating. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Bad, I feel like was better. Just in general, because I like those family episodes. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I figured again, I don't know, I'm getting kind of like, like, I'm comparing it to like the week before. And if it's hard for me to like decide which one I like better, then I kind of just let you kind of do what you want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it's too. just hard. Because even I was going to give it a seven point. Five, and uh-huh. I was like, okay, no, I like it better than that. Seven point seven five. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. So I just gave it an eight. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, this was a tough one because it was it was groovy, it was uh, like eclectic and fun, and yeah, it was. It, I I think it was more fun to do the podcast though <laughs> than it was to watch it. Usually they're about the same. Like, ah, oh, we watched Monk, and we get to do a podcast, and I was like, yeah. Watch Monk podcast yeah. because this was really fun. I liked making our little things. Yeah, and then, and just in case you ha- forgot, we are in black and white right now, guys. So just join us if you want to just, join. Uh, join yeah. us. Yeah, just you're in black and white too. Ready? Ready? We're 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 gonna sign off. Candace in black and white. Okay. Ready? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Of the Junk Bunk Podcast. That's how Captain Sotomayor talks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been filming for like two us. hours. I think we have. I feel like we have too. So it's also two o'clock in the morning. Me and Toby just playing a joke. Ready, Toby? Uh, uh, me and Toby, whenever we figure out that it's 2 a.m. and we're still in the studio, it's supposed to be a scream, but. Oh, Toby, you're supposed to hold it out like that. I don't know. Toby ruined the joke, per usual. Um, but, yeah, so I hope you have enjoyed this here episode of uh, the Junk Monk Podcast. It was a long one. It was a long boy. It was a long one, and, um, yeah, just like old-fashioned, though, you know? Like kind of draw it out. Just like old Let it sound, and, um, yeah. It was fun. I'm ready to hit the sack. I hope you guys enjoyed. Hit the hay. Get some shut-eye. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Count some sheep. I think I'm going into Canadian right now, so I'm no. going to stop. Hey. I liked it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, per usual. Candace, Candace laughed when I did that last episode, so I'm done again. Don't milk it. Don't milk it. It was funny because you said, give check. Fine. Then give give daddy check. Give, give, give uh, Natalie a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, we're done. Every episode, I'm going up with a new person (laughs) for you to give a kiss at the end. So, bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video, and of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.